Hello and welcome to our podcast, On Your Marks. My name is Peter and I am the leader of St Mark's Church in Jersey, a growing, friendly Anglican church in the centre of St Helier. We want to take the Bible apart and see what's really in there, going beyond the face value to dig a little deeper into certain topics. We will bring you fresh content every week and hope you get a lot out of listening. So, if you're ready, let's go. Hello, Ray. Hi. Nice to see you. And yourself. Well, uh, we're back in your study, surrounded by books. The Bible is open and we're ready to, ready to, go. Ready to dig in. Well, welcome to everyone listening. Um, and if this is your first time you're listening, this is an episode of Ray's Take. So following our talk on Sunday, we're going to reread that passage and we're going to get Ray's take on the scripture. So um, we're in the Gospel of Matthew. This is the beginning of the New Testament. We're in chapter 4, verse 18 to 22. So Matthew 4, 18 to 22. And the title I have is Jesus Calls the First Disciples. Do you have the same in your Yes, I do. Yeah, we have the same version. Brilliant. So I will read the passage and then we'll get Ray's take. Jesus calls the first disciples. While walking by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who is called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And he said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Immediately they left their nets and followed him. And going on from there, he saw two brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, in the boat with Zebedee their father, mending their nets, and he called them. Immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. Mm. Hmm. It's relatively short, um, but... No, no, it's okay. It's it's, it's fundamental because it's to do with some key people's calling to follow Christ. So that's rather important. Yeah. And... um, a number of things strike me, first of all. Um, it would appear, timing-wise, Peter has already been established as Peter, um, or has become known as Peter. So this has to correlate with the point at which this was written down, Yes, I presume. Yes. Um, and therefore it's with hindsight, always. Um, and it is the writer of this particular account um, who is referring to Simon. Uh, where is it? Oh, verse 18. You'll have to forgive me today because my eyes are in a mess. Okay. Oh, yes, verse 18 um, <laughs> in brackets, yeah. yeah. Two brothers. On that then, Ray, do you know why did Jesus change his name? Is there any indication, anything why? Yeah, um, because of the significance of the name Peter. Petros, yeah. rock. Um, and I think there's a bit of tongue-in-cheek in that um, through the lifetime of Jesus and his three years ministry, um, Peter wasn't much of a rock. <laughs> no, he really wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> but, but he was to become, and he, he was to go, get into what he was called. So he was named something. I, I, I'm... I'm claiming you as Peter. Now, at the 
moment we may not see much petrine evidence. <laughs> um, but there will be a time when it will be evident. Um, and whatever happened to Peter, um, was he crucified? Um, would it appear to be the likelihood? Um, he gave his life for Christ. Mm. Um, so he was a transformed Peter. And it, it, it's as if through the Gospels you, you get um, uh, emphasis on Peter learning his stuff and getting it wrong, um, realising that he's got a lot to discover and learn from Christ. Um, and as the crucifixion comes, it comes to a head, and he has this enormous struggle within himself. He denies Jesus. Yeah. You know? But then he regrets it. But he regrets it. And, and it's as if there's this climactic moment where... He's done his learning, as I say. He's come close to Christ. Um, he's watched it all. He's seen it all. He's been involved in it. Um, he he misses the point with regularity. Mm -hmm. um, goes off on a tangent. All the stuff that we, as followers of Christ, get wrong. Um, and then, at the point when things come to a head, he struggles with this fundamental, but he but he makes the right move in the end. Through an encounter with the risen Jesus. Yes. And that's quite profound, isn't it? Because yeah. that is the same for us. We can have a head knowledge, we can read the Bible, but that doesn't mean it's gone down yeah. into our being. Yeah. And Yeah. yeah. And it, it's, um, and interestingly here, you get the other two people, um, brothers, Sons of Thunder. Okay, so, tell me that the Sons of Thunder is Zebedee. Zebedee is Thunder. Yes, wow, yeah. Thunder. And, and yet that also is uh, almost a self-contradiction um, because you get such... Uh, in, in, the, in the work that John did in terms of recording his gospel... Um, you, you 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 get a very different picture. You don't get a man of thunder. Mm. He, it, although, as a man of power, and um, it's quite fascinating how those emphases develop yeah. and change. So this James, this is not... This isn't John, James, the brother of Jesus. And, and no, this is James, the brother of John. Brother of John, this is is this the James that then went off to Spain, or is that James the brother of Jesus? Well, I think that's a, a bit speculative, anyway. Isn't okay, it? but um, okay, but this is but this is John, this is John, the, 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 the apostle whom, John, the one whom Jesus loved, you know, yeah. dearly. Yeah, and yeah, okay. um, yeah. the and his brother, the yes, two, two sons of thunder, mm. um, but tongue in cheek thunder, I think. That tongue in cheek, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm struck by the beginning of verse 20 and the beginning of verse 22, the word immediately. Yes. Yes. I think, good grief. Particularly yeah. the latter. You know, they left their boat and their father. Yep. Yep. 
and um, what else did they leave? We don't know. Yeah. Um, but clearly, their commitment was fundamental, absolutely fundamental. And 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 yet, did they leave their boats? Well, no, because they go back later. Go back later, don't they? <laughs> you do, yeah. <laughs> After uh, crucifixion. Bless them, they kept their insurance policy going. <laughs> and um, so that when um, things seemed desperate, they went back. Oh, gosh. Ray, straight away in that statement, that's a... That's a it's quite a challenge there, isn't it? It is a challenge. It's oh, huge gosh. a challenge. Should we spell it out? It's mm. The challenge uh, which I'm hearing is... To what extent are we leaving our securities and yep. following Jesus? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, it might involve more for some. I mean, here are people foundational in setting the parameters for the life of the people of God. Here's mm. something absolutely fundamental. Um, and they are the called to follow Christ in a fundamental way. Um, but so are we. And I think following Christ is never as simple as or as easy as we imagine it will be. Mm. Um, I, think, I think there's a sort of sometimes a bit of a glibness um, about that challenge, um, as if you know, or you know, this will be lovely. This will be lovely. You'll be, you'll be wonderful, um, and using all the sort of language that makes it sound um, straightforward and simple. It's not. No. Um, it it is profound. It is, in one sense, simple. But it is fundamental what we do with our life. And if you're going to follow Christ, you're going to follow the way he went. And that's so important. It was true for Peter. It was true for others of the disciples. Mm. That, that was a truly difficult path to tread. And, and it took an encounter with the risen Jesus for them to fully let go. To fully embrace yes, their call. Yes, yes, it was um, quite fascinating that later experience on the Sea of Galilee, and yeah. how their things seemed to. If you look into it, it seems to bring a real seed change in the whole attitude, and off they go. Yeah. Transformed. Transformed. Because, because they've met the living Christ. Yeah. And um, made, made all the difference in the world. And you have to say to people, you know, have you met the risen Christ? And if there's a doubt about that, we have to ensure that they have such an opportunity. Yeah. And because that's what will change. Yeah the circumstances in which you live that's what will give you purpose that's what will give you um, a, a, a life worth living and no amount of talking really can be a yeah, substitute yeah. and all it's, it's also quite fascinating for fishermen yeah you know and the calling of disciples because one could say why didn't he just call scholars 
you know, yeah. and people who knew knew loads, knew the Torah, knew everything, you know. It was because of it, like, it reflects the people with whom he mixed. He he mixed with fishermen, and it as you say, there's, there's four people here, at least. <clears throat> Who were fishermen? Mm. That's a disproportionate number of fishermen, I would have thought, in terms of, you know, if one third mm. of those who were called to follow Christ came from that community, um, that's going to perhaps even change the nature of the group. Yeah. Um, it's quite interesting. It is interesting, yeah. When you think about it. And it, it seems intentional. Yeah. Why did he go to them? Because they had a fundamental understanding of what it meant to fish for people. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's right. And that's, that's in that statement in verse 19. It's there. Follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. Yeah. Shifting the priority, um, but nonetheless the principle. There's so much in that, in, in the, the analogy of fishing, casting a net out. Yeah. And catching those in who will be caught up in the vision and, and meet with mm. Jesus, whose hearts will be touched. Yeah. There's a lot in that for what to translate to today to ministry. Yeah. Casting a net. Yeah. Yeah. The um, analogy is still applicable, I think. Yeah. It's a good one. Very good. I'm one. still struck by the immediately they left because yes, they immediately left. Okay, you, you say they left their insurance policy behind because they came back to their boat later. <laughs> But they still got up and, you know, if I was, you know, um, Zebedee sitting in the boat, and my two sons just get up and walk off and follow this guy, this teacher, you know, like, what are you doing? Get back in the boat. <gasps> but they left. Such was their yeah. conviction. And, I, I mean, there is the implication that there was an immediacy about this. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, we know the gospel accounts um, are, in some respects, condensed um, they have to be. Yes. Um, they're telling a life-changing story of three year, years of duration mm. in a few lines of scripture. Yeah. Um, but the the impression intentionally given is of immediacy, so that they didn't. And they they. There are other accounts where um, Jesus tells parables that, again, imply this sort of immediacy of people who are called to follow. And they come up with all sorts of excuses. There is no scope for excuses here. Yes. Space, yeah, I'm thinking, I know the one you're talking about, and someone says, oh, I've got my yeah. field no, to do, I've, I've got, got my wedding to sort out. Yes, right? yeah. yeah. Um, and each one might have been rather understandable. Yeah. Um, but here, as I say, there's this whole idea of immediacy being planted straight away. Mm. And he's, these four guys pack their bags and go. Mm. Don't even say anything about packing their bags. No. <laughs> <laughs> and where are they going to? Where are they? So interesting, isn't it? We would go to all sorts of lengths to spell out 
what it might involve to follow Christ. Mm. Um, when Jesus addresses them himself, just follow me. So that's bringing in the personal, him, and your relationship and your calling is to be with him. Um, whereas today we, we, we sort of seem to sort of wrap it around with various things. Mm. You, you know, make sure you do a job in the church and all the rest of it. Um, we com make it more complex, I think. Whereas if we get to the core of what it is to be someone who is Christian, is that we are to follow Christ. So knowing where he's leading, going with him as you follow, and being and persevering in that following is fundamental to being uh, someone who is with Christ. Mm. Has to be. Yeah. And uh, th uh, yeah, there's something in me that wants to say it's not necessarily simple, but it's clear what it's about. I like that. It's not simple, but it's clear. Hmm. Yeah. Follow. You may know the, the next step you have to take. But you may not know the next ten steps. <laughs> Faith and yeah, yeah. So is that you, there's a couple of challenges we've we've spoke about. You know the 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 renaming of Simon. You know and and his role and therefore a challenge for us to reflect on the call on our life. The immediacy at which they left. However, they left an insurance policy behind and went back to their boat. So the challenge. How much are we? You know letting go of everything to follow so we've spoken about a few of those what would be then your your message your challenge whatever your takeaway i think what what is at the heart of your life in christ it is following jesus being with him and your life is incorporated with his and that to me is a fundamental what is to follow Christ mm. fantastic a great message for today thank you Ray Pleasure. see you next time we do hope you enjoyed this episode don't forget to like and subscribe and share with your friends on social media and please do get in touch with any suggestions or comments you may have thanks for listening and see you next time